Hey everyone, you're listening to Everyday Enlightenment. I'm your host, Trisha Martin-Owen, and in today's episode we're going to be exploring the question, what is love? On both an individual felt sense and on a more universal scale. Welcome. It's a big question. What is love? And there's a lot of different directions that this can take. And there's a lot of different opinions. And there's a lot of different ideas. But I really want to boil it down to some really simple... First one is love is the opposite of fear. And we know that we are choosing love when we feel good. And that's why you hear a lot about this mind-body connection. That's why yoga feels so good. That's why running can feel so good. It's because you're in your body. And this idea of being in your body stems from the fact that the choices that we make that resonate with us, that are our truth, that are authentic to who we are, we feel them in our bodies. Our bodies are like a compass. They're guiding us um, and our feelings are in our bodies and those are also guiding us on this path of life. And so it's important whenever we feel something to pause, take a moment, and to recognize it. Um, The second thing is that love is beyond the emotional. So even though we start to connect with love in our bodies, through our feelings, through our felt sense, through that knowing, that truth, that solid ground we stand on. It is beyond that. It's when we look at someone else who we may know or we don't know and we see them as the beautiful soul that they are, not the personality that is we're confronted with. Um, when we start to get into a mindfulness practice or a meditation practice or that feeling that you have after you've had a deep shavasana or a great um, sitting period while you're meditating, it's that it's that clarity but with a softness around the edges where you feel open. Your mind feels vast and connected. And it's in that space that we can begin to recognize that people, human beings are human beings and we all have these personality coats on. We have so many coats that we wear And it's throughout our lifetime that we shed a coat at a time, maybe a few coats, but we shed all the coats that we put on throughout our childhoods and young adults, stages of life, in order to reveal 
the core essence, which is depending on what um, where you're coming from or what traditions speak to you. It could be called love. It could be called your higher self. It could be called spirit, soul, God. It could be called any one of these things. And it's in that space when we can sit in full presence with another human being. What a gift. What a gift because we are connecting on another level beyond what our personalities are portraying. Now, initially, I can understand, and even for practitioners who have been doing this for years and years, um, I can, it's, it can be a challenge to sit with someone or to open yourself to the soul essence of another human whose personality is large or just bugs you. It triggers you. Um, we have a lot of that going on today just in the world and all the way into our personal relationships. It's, it's a common teaching tool that we have as human beings on the earth plane here where we are confronted with situations and people that make us mad or we judge or we criticize or we try to change and that's all part of it's all part of it and so in those instances it's in those instances that we can begin to just start to recognize that it is that is just the personality and beyond that is a deep innocence it's through recognizing this innocence not only in others but eventually in yourself that the magic starts to happen where we can tap into that deep knowing that deep felt sense of self, which is the essence of love. So this essence of love can feel very elusive at first. As we begin to just notice what this love is for the first time, I remember it being very overwhelming. And almost as if I could, I could hardly believe that this was real. After believing in and living through a certain set of expectations and through certain rules my entire life. So how do we bridge this gap? How do we really get in touch with our essence, the part of us that is love. It's through getting quiet. Uh, some people call it mindfulness. Some people call it meditation. Some people call it being present. It's all the same. They're all kind of memes. <laughs> I know mindfulness especially. But their power is immense 
And it's just up to us to decide when we want to get back in touch with who we are. Because it's always there. It hasn't gone anywhere and it will never go anywhere. So we can do it now. We can do it tomorrow. We can do it in 10 years. It's just a matter of doing it. And doing it little by little. And so when I say quiet, I mean getting into a space where you realize that you're not trapped by the judgments of the mind. You're not imposing any labels. You're able to see things in a clarity that has been unlike anything you've ever perhaps experienced or maybe you have experienced it but it's about coming back to that over and over the experience of love may at first seem elusive but that's kind of the point and this is an interesting way to think about it but it's like walking the dog you don't get a dog and walk the dog once. You get the dog and you walk your dog every day, maybe multiple times a day. And that's a little bit like, that's a lot of bit like what choosing love is time and time again, coming back to yourself time and time again, reconnecting with your authentic truth. I know those words are thrown around a lot in this space of uh, spirituality and mindfulness, but they still hold meaning. And there isn't much difference between landing in your space of authenticity and integrity and truth and love. Because when you land in that space, you feel it. And I often, as I'm talking about this, you can't see me, but I bring my hand and I, it goes right up and down the center of my body from my head all the way down to my heart, landing. You're centered, you're grounded, you're solid, you're in your truth. And that's what love is. And life is kind of designed for, as a classroom, for to be knocked out of that space. I mean, that's what the that's what our child, that's exactly what our childhoods were. They were lessons of unlearning, taking us further away from who we are, which is love, which is the divine, and. As adults, we get the chance, we get the joy, the experience of coming home to ourselves. Um, we can't, as human beings, we, won't, we wouldn't know pure joy without suffering. So it's just about choosing over and over to come home into your truth come back 
to what what's authentic for you, your integrity, that's choosing love. And the more that we do that, the more our lives tend to unfold with grace. A lot of times this idea of love as a universal power and as a choice I've heard that and I've experienced myself that it doesn't feel like a choice all the time because of triggers because of experiences and And in those cases, I would urge pause because there's something to be honored there about that, most certainly. And the more that I was immersed into this work, I kept running up against a wall of choice and attachment and all these things that I was still very much so mired in a victim mentality. I didn't feel like I had a choice in some situations when I was triggered. And so that needs to be honored in all of us because I'm there we all have situations where we don't feel that way and yet there is a way to move us away from that immediate reaction that immediate trigger in certain situations with certain people usually they're trauma or PTSD based And into a space where all of a sudden we realize right before we go down that super highway that we have created in our brains, that neuropathway from repeatedly going down the same slippery slope when faced with this certain situation, all of a sudden... There's another tiny little dirt path (laughs) off to the other side. And that's a choice. We get there through lots of different avenues, actually. Um, I'm not going to say that there's one, only one way, because there definitely is not. But we get to the place where we realize we have a choice through a couple different ways, um depending on how, where you are with your healing process or your mindfulness practice or your spiritual seeking um, therapy. I'm a huge, huge supporter of therapy, but not just any therapy, therapy that embodies a mindfulness perspective and that connects the mind with the body. 
And what I mean by that is it, there is a, a practice within the relationship between therapist and client that they're teaching how to get into the body where we hold all of our subconscious and unconscious memories. We store all of our fears, our traumas, all the things calling out to us for love and attention and healing so that we can then go forth and create the best lives possible for us. And that can happen anyway with, without therapy, but I think that therapy, in those, ta- in those cases, definitely um, can expedite the process a bit. And uh, I'm partial to Hakomi, H-A-K-O-M-I therapy. Uh, I'm trained in that, but there is a special certification that um, therapists themselves can also get so that's an option but within that uh, learning how to do that finding a good mindfulness practitioner a good group that you can sit with and really sink into your body as you allow your mind to become it what it is a vast and open connected space far, far greater than just the size of your skull. (laughs) Um, What's actually happening within your brain is you are creating new neural pathways. And those new neural pathways are the choice. So scientifically, all this research that you see out there is being proven that meditation and mindfulness allow us space beyond our story, beyond our stuff. (laughs) We all have a lot of that. And puts us on a path to becoming our fullest selves or remembering more or less. It's not about becoming because we already are our fullest selves, but it's more about remembering who we really are, which is love. It's when this remembering process starts to become deeper. It starts to become more than fake it till you make it, which is a great It's a great way to just begin, even though it might not feel authentic and real and all that vast and all these words I'm using right now, eventually it will. So you begin doing these, a mindfulness practice or meditation or um, any one of these things that allow space. And at first it feels a little funny. And you're just kind of going through the motions until it doesn't. And when that happens, this is when we can really begin to see how we have 
believed deeply, very deeply, um, our stories. And that affects everything. But most, but in this, in this case, since I said we were going to talk about in relationships, it definitely ref- has an effect on relationships between two people. And we all, we've all been there, and we, and we will all, since we're all so enlightened, we'll never get there again. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we'll, we get triggered, our partners, our lovers, our children, our parents. Um, they are the master class, and we get triggered. But it's what we, how we pull ourselves out of that. And how we reconnect, not just with them, but also with ourselves in those situations. And the deeper that we get into this practice of choosing love, coming back into our integrity, coming back into our center, the more you will notice the voice. The voice that is scared of vulnerability, scared of loving something and then perhaps losing it scared of any number of things really trying to keep you safe and it sounds very critical and it sounds very judgmental lots of judgment and the good news is this is not you this is just a part of you It's the part of you that is afraid. And so in those instances, when we're with those people that we love, and that voice starts up and it's just raging, do what you need to do to pause, whether that's go to the bathroom or call them back or... Take a deep breath and then proceed. But do what you need to do to bring yourself back and to just notice, oh, yeah, man, that's a, that voice is really, <laughs> really laying on the judgment right now or whatever it is. And decide in that moment or after an hour or a day or a week or however long if it, you need to with that you're going to intentionally be there differently and when i say that is you are going to come back into your center you're going to once again choose love and you know when you've done that because you feel solid you might have nerves you might feel a little bit you know uneasy you might feel there's all sorts of things because we're still human and we're still in these bodies but there is like there is a a steady solid pole imagine a pole that runs from this 
the center of your head down into the middle of your chest and you are there. You are landed. And yeah, there's some noise around it because we have feelings still. No one is um, necessarily the Buddha, although if you are, you are. Um, and proceed from that place. And this is how we arrive in our relationships as well as in the world. We arrive as ourselves, which is love. Thank you for letting me join you today on your path. If you have any questions that you'd like answered, please feel free to email me. You can go to my website, www.trishamartinowen.com. That's T-R-I-C-I-A-M-A-R-T-I-N-O-W-E-N.com. And send me a message. I love hearing from you. Also, if you wouldn't mind commenting on iTunes, I really appreciate this. It helps others find these teachings easily. Thanks again. And namaste.